Hello and welcome to this special edition of Right First Time, a podcast all about quality, brought to you by the Chartered Quality Institute's Next Generation Network. As always, I'm your host, Lee Wood. To celebrate World Quality Day, we are holding our very first game of Right First Time, where the contestants have to talk about a quality-related subject of their choice for one minute without hesitation, deviation or repetition. Our contestants for this special edition of the podcast are Hannah Murphy, Ian Mitchell, Eddie Willoughby and Paul Naismith. The Next Generation Network's own Amy Bell will be keeping scores and tracking the time. So, if you're ready, let's play right first time. Ian, you're up first and your topic is governance. The minute starts now. Thank you, Lee. Uh, governance. The... Oh. In... <laughs> Hesitation. <laughs> Jeez. Well... <laughs> <laughs> so repetition of no I'm, I'm saying hesitation oh hesitation <laughs> away you go Paul <laughs> okay um, governance is a fascinating and exceptionally brilliant word made out of two components first part govern which covers all aspects of making sure everything's right another part nance which is something I've just made up Within most businesses and industry, there should be some kind of check in place to make sure there's a level of governance to ensure that the business is running appropriate to the policies and standards in place. Now, sometimes I think of governance as being the big government, as we've just seen in the local elections that we've just had in a small country called the United States of America. But that's completely different from what we're here to talk about in terms of quality and quality governance. Now, one of the challenges that we all have is that I just did a repetition and no one picked it up. <laughs> Hannah, you, hesitation. I think that's upheld um, quite considerably, <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> I just I just gave you a repetition for free and you chose not to take it. Uh, a bit you too slow on that one. Quite early on as well. No, you've still got nine seconds to go. Okay, so with you, Hannah. Governance is one of the three fundamental parts of the CQI framework. It is an important part as it means that companies are behaving in an ethical and compliant manner. You got the point there, Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to lead with two points and Paul's got one. Can I, can I get uh, someone to audit Hannah to see if she's reading off the CQI website manifesto? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> okay, so well done there, Hannah. Um, next up is Paul again, and off you go with your topic. Um, so just before we start, uh, my topic is improvement, and um, I think my 60 seconds will start now. Uh, Business Management Tips from Improvement Ninja is a fantastic and excellent book written by myself. Five-star Amazon review. Please buy one for each of your family members for Christmas. However, let's move on to... Hannah, deviation. Upheld, Hannah. (laughs) Oh! Oh, that's terrible. Talking about your own book, honestly. (laughs) Okay, Um, so time starts now. Okay, so improvement is an important part of quality management. It is something that can benefit the rest of the business by taking different approaches such as quality circles and through non-conformities and CAPA then can be opportunities to find... I believe that was you, Ellie, first. Oh, was it? I said jargon. Jargon. 
Okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Upheld. Yeah, Kappa, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> sure thing. So, how long have we got left, Amy? About 30 seconds. Okay, 30 seconds. Take it away, Ellie. Improvement is all about making sure that the business steps forward in in measured terms. It's about in, ensuring that everybody is in... Oh. in Sure thing, yeah, I think we'll take that one as well. So how long left, Amy? Seventeen seconds. Take it away, Paul. And one of the key aspects of creating any improvement in an organization is experimentation. That's why I like to use cats because they have nine lives. But joking aside <laughs> How's a deviation? You don't know what kind of business I do. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure if that's fair to the cats. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so yeah, I think we're back with you, Ellie. Um, How long left, Amy? Seven seconds. Okay, Ellie. Yep. In ISO 9001-2015, there is a section 9 and 10, which talks about improvement. Jargon. Sorry? <laughs> Jargon. Jargon? ISO 9001-2015, paragraphs. What's all that about? <laughs> I often think that myself. I'm still, we're still in the game. Yes, yes, I'm, yeah, good one. <laughs> Is there any time left, Amy? No, oh, time is up just before Ian um, said that. So okay, so the points to... go to Ellie then. Yeah. They were drawing with three points each. And Paul's got two points. Ian, you've yet to score a point, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm, I'm, struggling on, to catch, I'm struggling to catch up with the game, but I think I nearly get the rules now. <laughs> there's, there's, a big, there's a big money prize on the line, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, next up, Hannah, with non-conformance and corrective and preventative actions. Your time starts now. Non-conformities can be seen as when something hasn't gone correctly. That could be anything from a failure to meet specifications of what the customer expects from the product. It could also be where you have to proactively decide that something needs to change in your process to adapt to a need. CAPA, or corrective and preventive actions, often can follow on from non-conformities, where there may be a trending issue, where the same issue is seen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh you called him first there, I believe. Yes, um, I was going to say I was very much enjoying that. That was really quite good. I've learned a bit from that. But unfortunately, you hesitated. I did, I did. Yes. Sure, yep, I I, I agree with that, that's upheld. Uh, How long left, Amy? 28 seconds. Okay, Paul, with you. Non-conformance is something that's often thought of as a bad thing. However, sometimes it can be viewed as a good thing. That's something... Repetition. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I've been drinking too much gin tonight. (laughs) Yeah, okay, Hannah, back with you. 
Corrective and preventive actions can often be trended and corrective actions particularly focus on areas that address the root cause of the problem in contrast to corrections where they address the immediate issue. Preventive actions, on the other hand, are looking to prevent future non-conformities, which can often be more complicated. Tappers can also... Ian, what's your objection? Hesitation. Yeah, upheld. Yeah. Okay, how long, Amy? About three seconds left. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ian, three seconds starting from now. Non-conformity and corrective and preventative <laughs> actions. Okay, that's it, time up. Well done, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what else I was going to say, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's all you needed. point. <laughs> Paul and Ellie are drawing with three each, and Ian's got two. Oh, I'm off the, I'm off the bottom of the pad. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than having a duck. <laughs> the next topic is with Ellie, and it's auditing. Okay, so auditing is an integral part of your quality management system. You need to ensure that your employees are doing what the procedures say. When you audit, you need to be um, not judgmental and not blaming people for getting things wrong, but you need to be looking at the process to ensure a, a fair audit is undertaken. So once you've undertaken the audit, uh, you then... Oh. Yes, Paul? Oh, I think I heard undertaken too many times there. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with that. Um, I think there's repetition of audit in there as well. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so take it away, Paul. Oh, do I get extra points for having too many audits that I didn't find? <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have too many audits. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, <laughs> auditing is a challenging task in a business, especially for the quality function. Because sometimes when I go down to the manufacturing and working area with the clipboard, people look at me and go, oh no, it's him and run away. But that's how they treat me generally. But when I go down there to confirm what they're doing against the standard, that is auditing. And as part of my auditing preparation, I like to create a checklist. I have a shiny piece of paper with all squares and lots of lines of information written on there where I've gone into the policy or procedure to look at what I'm going to be auditing against. Well done, Paul. Another point for you. Oh, excellent. Well done, Paul. Well done. You've done this before, Paul. You've <laughs> been watching too many online, clearly. <laughs> this is my delay tactic for auditors, so they don't actually come and audit me. So I just keep them in a room and talk at them as long as possible. Yeah, yeah, bury them with procedures. That'd be good. <laughs> at the moment, Paul is winning with five points. Hannah's got four, Ellie's got three, and Ian two. Ian can try and get a few more points. You might be able to turn. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Amy? <laughs> oh, who's sucking up to the chair? Hey? I, yeah. I think you can turn this around. <laughs> really? So, next up is Ian talking about assurance. Assurance. A statement intended to inspire confidence or give encouragement. I find myself always asking senior leaders this question 
How do you assure yourself that your organisation is providing you with what you want? It always leads to a long pause followed by ums and ums and then suddenly the light comes on and I have an audit team and there lies the problem. Audit is often believed to be the only assurance tool available. That provides many time, many opportunities for me to start digging and delving into other things that, that happen naturally within um, a leader's day-to-day activities, but they never feel that it's, it's assurance. So things like uh, key performance indicators, they're a good way for giving early warning that confidence could be um, that confidence could be waning. Uh, management review, good for reflection. Nice. Well, very good. Oh, round of applause oh, for you. <laughs> very good. <laughs> that was excellent. Because <laughs> they do speak about assurance that, quite uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a great topic. You know, you know what? I, I'm, after hearing that, I'm going home now. I, I can't take this. <laughs> I'm at home. <laughs> you can't go home yet, Paul. You're up next. What am I talking about? Uh, whatever you would like. <laughs> That's quite a dangerous Take your pick. <laughs> yeah. Kittens again? <laughs> Does it not have to be on the list? Um, I'll, I'm going to talk about. Um, I'll, I'll talk about kittens later, but I'll, I'll stick with quality and quality themes. Uh, I will go for customer complaints. Next up is Paul talking about customer complaints. Your minute starts now. One of the major things in society today is popularised by television programmes such as the Watchdog programme is customer complaints. Uh, Just recently, I could not believe my eyes and what my ears were hearing and what my brain was interpreting, what Toblerone was doing to our chocolate people. They're adding air and taking out the good stuff. So what did I do? I created a customer complaint. I wrote a nice letter, uh, formulated it into email and sent it off and got a lovely response from their quality manager who said, thank you very much, we've received your customer complaint and we're duly processing it. Right after that, I got a legal uh, disposition to say, don't write any more letters to Toblerone Company. That's just really a story, that's a true story, I've got nothing else to say. That's, that's me right there. Hesitation. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ian got in first there. Um, I think I'm going to uphold that as well. Amy, how long's left? 12 seconds. Okay, Ian. So I believe this will be for the leads. So 12 seconds left. Customer complaints. I think they're they're marvellous. They're a great way of getting some feedback on how we can improve. They're a way to help your assurance system to get confidence that you're getting things right or whether you're getting things wrong, because obviously customers can give good feedback as well as poor feedback. Excellent. Let's time up. Points go to Ian on that one. Five minutes each. Come back, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if you had a pound every time you called that, Ian. I've I've finally got the hang of it now it's over. (laughs) We'll be doing it for two hours. Yeah, have you been practising before you dialed me in? <laughs> okay, so up next is Hannah Murphy with Standards. Time starts now. 
Okay, so there are many different types of standards. Some of them are called harmonised standards, where they are aligned to the national directives of Europe. An example being ISO 13485, the standard for medical devices. These standards help companies implement the requirements of national law into their organisations by providing examples of best practices, such as particular processes. Or... Does anybody think that was hesitation? Do you know what, Ellie? I think I'm going to go with you on that one. Um, how long have we got left, Amy? Um, 34 seconds. Can you remind me what the topic was? Okay. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so, so your topic is standards, and you've got 34 seconds left, I believe. So, take so it away. standards are created by the International Standards Organization. There are many technical committees that um, help create these standards and ensure that they are suitable for the marketplace in all around the world. Standards are used in many different ways in many different industries, um, from engineering through to service industries and repetition of, of industries. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> well done there, Hannah. Uh, how long left? Five. Ooh. Five seconds left to talk about standards. Standards can cover a whole range of different topics from health and safety to making a cup of tea. They can cover everything, including environmental and... All repetition of cover. Time's up anyway. Oh! I'm sure, I can't believe there's a standard for making a cup of tea. There is. There is, yeah. It's very precise as well. Yeah, well, my wife tells me every time I make it wrong. (laughs) <laughs> I disagree with the standard personally, but that's just me. You don't put I the milk do in indeed. first, do you? Ball, ball deviation oh, from the skin. Come on. <laughs> it does depend whether you've made it in a pot or not. It does. I put it in first if I've made it in a pot, but second yeah, if yeah. I've made it in a mug. Mm-hmm. So who Paul. audits this? Who Hello, this is Paul here. I think I'm. I think I'm in the wrong call here. I, I thought I was talking to the Next Generation Network, not the speakers of Britain. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned something today. I'm going to go and look the standard up for making a cup of tea, and then ask an auditor to come and check me. It cost me a hundred pounds from the BSI when I bought it last time. <laughs> I just have an annual subscription, so the more oh. I get, the, be- the, the better value for money it is. Will it not be on the side of every box of tea bags? It's for testing buy? tea. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, you said making a cup of tea. Technical. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really hope this gets on the chopping board. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so, Ellie... Um, Last topic is with you. I will talk about leadership and quality. Sure thing. So you've got a minute starting from now. Leadership and quality is very important. Um, If you do not have the leaders on board, then quality initiatives, no matter what they are, will not succeed. Leaders need to um, lead by example to ensure that their employees um, are more likely to come on board with the quality initiative. They need 
to engage with the employee so they understand the importance of the quality initiative and what the benefits are. They also need to make sure that they are behind any quality initiatives that the employees bring forward in suggestions and quality circles and quality meetings to help promote the idea that improvement is key to the organisation and quality is key. So, Paul. <laughs> What's your challenge, Paul? I wasn't really paying attention. I just thought I'd just spice things up. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> no, um, I thought you said uh, um, quality circles twice, but I think I'm probably wrong. I'm not going to accept okay. that challenge. So, Ellie, we're back with you. How Ten long seconds. left, Amy? Ooh. Oh, Ooh, 10 seconds. 10 seconds. <laughs> so now. leadership is important for when you implement it, but it's also important for when you carry on with your quality initiatives, because if the leaders get bored and oh. do not follow on. Well done. That was ah, good. You. Really good. That was very good. Okay, so Amy, what are okay, the final so scores? In, in joint second place. We've got Ian, Ellie, and Paul, all with five points. Oh, doing it for oh. the NGN, Hannah, with six points. Well done, <laughs> Thank you. <Hey>. <laughs> so the big, the big money prize is going to be put in the back of a truck tonight and sent all the way to Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, having the CQI website up and looking at the body of knowledge works then. <laughs> That's why it's so important to read it and clearly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I like that one. Well done. That's it from us. We hope you had as much fun listening as we did playing right first time. Thank you to our guests Ian Mitchell, Paul Naismith, Ellie Willoughby and Hannah Murphy. Oh, and we're also legally contracted to tell you that all views are solely of the individuals and do not reflect that of any associated organisations. Cheers. What's the uh, what's the dress code for this? <laughs> Anything you like. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I might be overdressed then. <laughs> Did you think it was going to be a video call? Well, I'm sitting here dressed like Batman right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a onesie? I know it's a superhero. <laughs> <laughs>